0: Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise and mejia in Delaware, USA.
1: And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK.
0: This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers.
1: I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist.
0: I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist.
1: We are Two Hypnotherapists Talking. So let's get on with the episode.
0: Good idea. Should we get on with the episode? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's
1: get <laughs> on with the episode. And we decided to have a change today. We're having a pride special. <laughs> Actually, I should have told you put your flag up behind you. Yeah, well, I've sort of you got rainbow, it? rainbow of books. You, rainbow books,
0: yes. Yeah, that'll do
1: <laughs> a rainbow of books. And of course, of course, he's me.
0: <laughs> and then of course is it's it's Pride Month, this the month yeah, of June absolutely. on both
1: on both sides of the pond. So yeah, it is, even though a lot of the um, LGBT actual Pride events over here are in July and August in many, many places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there you know, are different times of the year. Um, like Manchester, for example, has always been August Bank Holiday Weekend. That's mm. for as long as it's existed. Um, Liverpool is the end of July. But yeah, nevertheless, everywhere still, you know, been rainbow washed, as we call it. So we' we're, we're we're not rainbow washing our um, podcast for today by any stretch of the imagination it's actually quite um pertinent to us, isn't it um yeah as a, well for those that don't know it i'm a gay man <laughs> um so it probably twigged yeah so well thank you so pride month <laughs> yeah i do frequent make frequent mentions of my husband um so pride month um is is underway and we thought today denise and I'd have a little chat about um lgbt clients and hypnotherapy mm-hmm. yeah
0: but you probably have more than i do just because of self-identification i would like to think of myself as lgbtqia friendly but um
1: you i are, haven't walked that, that walk yeah i can. Vouch for that. <laughs> I
0: haven't walked i haven't walked that walk and it's different I, just as you <laughs> have not walked my walk so um there there are some things i think that you would clearly be better
1: Uh, equipped to deal with I mean put it this way as a a hypnotherapist one thing um we're we're told in training is you know bringing life experience to the job um is beneficial so I would say that yeah I've walked that walk maybe that's beneficial for my clients but um it's a matter of preference isn't it and it's a matter of who people feel Mm. comfortable with overall I, I wouldn't say I could particularly do a better job with somebody who's LGBTQIA than somebody who isn't because that would be... But wrong. surely it would, de-
0: it would depend on what their issue was. I would.
1: Think. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's, say for example somebody was coming to terms with recognising their sexuality because mm-hmm. it, it does happen, it can happen later in life with people Um, or, you know, it, it can happen, somebody in the 30s could could have been fighting off feelings in that direction for many years Mm -hmm. and wants to finally accept themselves. Yes. um, Hypnotherapy can help with self acceptance. What it won't do and can't do. And I certainly wouldn't do is help anybody change how they're feeling, what their preferences are sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that, 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 that wouldn't be the thing you can have people though, who have, aware of the sexuality from the early teens they've lived with it cope with it they've been through that self-acceptance thing they've gone through life openly and then all of a sudden they get to 25 or 30 and a lot of issues from the younger years come back to to hold them for wants of a better description
0: which is honestly true of most things in life a lot of things Mm. you suppress while you're doing other things like getting on with your career or whatever yeah they'll pop up again i actually have a question for you though now you you're 10 years younger than me yeah so you you were coming of age at the time then there was a lot going on in the community as far as acceptance by the general community a lot more you Got rid of a law for a start.
1: Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I but...
0: remember the law being changed in Britain.
1: Yeah, well, when um... I when I realised sort of thing around age fifteen, um, it had only been decriminalised for ten years, so societal mm-hmm. attitudes were still very much remembering it as a crime.
0: Right, and and so if you were dealing with a man who was seventy, mm. who was dealing with that, how how do you? F- how do you think the younger generation is responding to it and now of course we're looking at some low back over here on this side of the atlantic I don't know what it's like I, for you but...
1: well that's big news <laughs> over here because um you know there are a lot of fears being expressed over here especially in the trans community a lot mm-hmm. of fears being expressed um about things going backwards rather than forwards um especially in terms of the trans community i mean that's a whole other argument sort of thing you know we were Mm. trying to talk about hypnosis and the lgbt community but there it is scary times and you know again you talk about sort of going back 40 years whatever um all the gay pride events they were protests they were real protests people Mm -hmm. were just fighting for the right to exist um fighting for the for equal rights fighting to be acknowledged fighting to not protesting, I use the word fighting. Yeah, that, that was what I
0: was thinking. I was thinking that the younger generation has only seen the fun stuff because yeah. they, they didn't need to be protesting, but now things are changing again. So do you, are, are, are younger gay men and women having more issues or fewer issues than you had at your age, do you think?
1: Um, I can see the issues increasing, and I've certainly seen the issues in my younger trans clients. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that fear, it's that, you know, when we are bombarded with bad news, like we were during COVID, you start to concentrate on it, amplify it, and it really puts fear in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Certain young clients seeking out news that affects their community, their gender, etc. And then, you know, unfortunately, we're that way inclined, we concentrate on it, and then it's causing anxiety yeah um, so I've been helping clients with that Um. in terms of the younger people I mean I'll give you a similar analogy then okay because a lot you know just say go back five years before all this present issues started in the present mm-hmm. one thing or another five years ago the the younger LGBT generation yeah it was all about having fun and they hadn't been through what my generation had been through What isn't that a little bit like the generation before me saying, we fought for your country, we fought in a war. You know, I have no idea what that was like. Um, and yes, we we, we we got all the benefits from it, um, mm-hmm. from the generation before us for what they did. And I suppose you could say broadly speaking, that's the same as the LGBT community, gaining the benefits of the protests of the generations before them. Um, but then my generation must have benefited from the ones who caused the stink to get the law changed. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't remember if that was a big public thing that got the law changed or you know to decriminalize homosexuality in the 60s yeah. I don't know if that was due to a big public outcry or if it was just a case of modernization within government I don't know
0: I was funny yeah. yeah I was what 12 I think <laughs> he mm-hmm. changed the laws and like that so I was oblivious yeah. really but I do you remember it being in the Daily Express Oh. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading about it. It's yeah. strange. And then there was this whole discussion of the fact that it wasn't illegal to be lesbian. And anybody <laughs> just, never was Just to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. And you know why, don't you? Well, supposedly because Queen Victoria was very naive, but but who knows what well, the real apparently
1: was. Apparently, when they were making the laws, they were too frightened to tell her there was such a thing as lesbians. Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure she was really that oblivious, but maybe she was.
1: I don't, yeah, they rewrite I've, history all the time. I've, I've no idea. Maybe someone will comment actually about if that's an urban myth or what the truth is behind mm-hmm. that or anything else. Yeah, someone who wants to comment, leave a comment below. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you think,
0: do you think, do you market yourself intentionally to the community?
1: No, um, I stick a rainbow flag on my LinkedIn profile. Um, pe- people who know me know I'm an openly gay man. Um, I don't specify it on any other advertising because it's almost as if you're trying to put other people off. I welcome absolutely anybody and everybody who needs mm-hmm. my help. Um, I do think, as in terms of life experience, I do bring benefits to the table um, that I can offer um, people. Especially, you've also, especially you've cisgender also worked... Male um, gay and bisexual men, because um, that's the closest fit, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do feel I bring the life experience to the table that could be helpful to them. Um, but on the other hand, you know, it's about understanding and empathy.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've worked in diversity and inclusion, the, the buzzword of yeah. the day. But, and that goes again. Inclusion means everybody. So you've yeah. worked with the Asian population, or the yeah, Black absolutely. population. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't matter which which other box you think you're in Mm. you can you can be reasonably sure that a hypnotist will be able to treat you with respect
1: absolutely absolutely i don't feel i could treat a gay man any better than you could in terms of the treatment in terms of relatability and life experiences obviously mine will be closer to his than yours would be Mm -hmm. um but then again you know you well, I'm going to say the D word. You're a doctor, you probably treat them a lot better than I could. <laughs> but- I don't know that that is true, my dear. But certainly,
0: it gave me a lot more exposure to a lot of other communities. Yeah, absolutely. In a professional sense, that, that I didn't, wouldn't have had if I'd been, you know, secretary or whatever else the school the school careers person wanted me to do. <laughs>
1: But it, it, it's like saying, "Would I be able to treat a heterosexual cisgender woman as well as you could?" I'd like to think I could. She may have a preference to th- being a male therapist.
0: Let, let's think about that. I was—I was, I ran down to get my tea before we started this. Um, weight loss. My—I've oh, yeah. my, now got a couple of female weight loss, purely seeing me because they want to achieve a drop in their weight for various, being stymied by various different things, but. Mm. Um I was really concerned about seeing males for that initially because for females hormones tie in so much and the hormones are different men. Mm. So so um yeah, well, I wonder did do you see you see people for weight loss? Do you see women as well
1: as men? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I see more women than men for weight loss.
0: Is that because we have been um socialized to think of ourselves as fat permanently are these you people know, with significant I, weight morbid obesity or people just want
1: to lose five pounds i i think no i wouldn't say anybody who just wants to lose five pounds um no i i think from the number of female clients i have and from my conversations with them because obviously you know uh, you, you you get chatting with everybody don't you um, I, I, think it's nothing to do with gender or sex. It's to do with the fact that I've been there, done that and lost the weight with hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is the deciding factor and they want to come to me for that. Um, again, though, that, well, there's a, there's another typical one. Would I be able to treat a weight loss client any better than you could? Absolutely not. No. Um, but they can relate to me because they know I can relate to them maybe because I was grossly mm-hmm. overweight. So maybe... They well, as soon as I start to explain the mechanics behind you,
0: you realize I've lost as much weight as you. I just did it in these (laughs) peaks and and valleys.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's like that's like the one who says, Giving up smoking is easy. I've done it hundreds of times, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think that I don't think it's anything to do with gender. Maybe if I hadn't lost a lot of weight with hypnosis, those female clients would feel less inclined to come to me. I don't know. Maybe they'd mm-hmm. feel more comfortable with a another hypnotherapist who had lost weight. Um, I, think mm-hmm. that, I think that would be the deciding factor rather than the sex or gender of um, the, the therapist on mm-hmm. that one.
0: Yeah, certainly for things like, you know, the, the driving, getting clients for driving or crossing bridges or flying, those things. People, I don't think people even question what other life experience you have yeah. <laughs> they just want to know yeah. that can you it, fix this again, can we do some... it
1: now instantly no it doesn't right. work yeah Let, let's say somebody wanted to come to you for, for confidence though for mm-hmm. um public speaking mm-hmm. okay um would they look for a hypnotherapist that had done lots of public speaking themselves Would they look for a hypnotherapist who has a reputation for helping people build confidence in any anything Um, I don't know. We have to get into the mindset of
0: our clients, don't we? I don't have so many hypnotists around me that I tend to be either the first or second person people call. There aren't that many Mm. um, close by. I mean, close by is relative. If you go up to Philadelphia, which is a stone's throw from me, (laughs) there are quite a few. Um, But, yeah, general confidence I think public speaking is, is, a is, is a, a less gendered thing, but confidence in your voice.
1: Mm. When you,
0: when you talk about public speaking, it's really, it's the standing there and am I going to forget everything I'm going to say start going into an exam isn't it? and, and having people in front of you. I don't see that as particularly gendered, but confidence in one's voice, confidence in being heard. When I would go to run a code. Mm. Particularly in my junior days, quite often, I would be initially ignored, while male voices, much more junior to me. Can you, can you just explain because what
1: runner code means?
0: Oh, sorry. When somebody's collapsing and you have to uh, give give orders
1: right, for okay. for resuscitation. Right. Sorry. Um, Thank you for anybody watching who's not a doctor. <laughs> 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 but I've never heard but, that question you know, before. Is it an American? Oh, really? So? Yeah, no, a, I think it's a code.
0: Maybe, but it's—I yeah. mean—a cra- crash or a code
1: yeah. is usually. Oh, yeah, crash. I understand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, it, if if you walk into a room, generally speaking, there's a lot of noise going on, but mm. there's one voice saying, "Do this, do this, do this, do this," yes. and we're not usually on the body. That doesn't sound very polite, does it? Um, because you've got to stand back and you've got to look at the whole situation. Mm. And and usually, particularly if you've worked at a hospital more than five minutes, they know who you are, and so they defer to you because you can only have you know it's like too many chefs right you have to have one person seeing what's going on um but when you work in while you're in training and and so there's they they don't necessarily physically recognize you
1: Mm.
0: and when you're learning and when you're when you are a a new doctor or Mm. nurse for that matter um it can you can sound a bit timid. Women have a tendency please and thank you, even in situations where they're not really asking you to do something, they're telling you to do mm. something. <laughs> um and so those little things. So that kind of confidence, I I think might be a more gendered thing. I don't know if men understand that. We've talked about mansplaining. You and I have talked about it. I yeah. don't think we've talked about it on the show, but but that is a part of it. It's that this sort of assumption: I'm male, therefore, I am in charge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men do that all the time in lots of situations. Um, but also, don't you feel that um, when you've got that kind of situation, if a woman were to take the lead and use a strong voice, men, some men, would view that as, oh, she's being hysterical.
0: <laughs> yes, but but in the situation I was describing with the code, once mm. we've established. I'm the boss here. Mm. Then it should that that should go away. I mean, yeah. You do have to know who who is the highest ranking person in the yeah. room yeah. for a particular situation. But uh, once that's established, then that's good. I did go upstairs when I was working ER fairly early on. One of the pediatricians was down chatting with me in the ER, mm. and she got called up to the delivery room for a, a stat section with a, a baby in severe distress. And I thought, what else to do? I'll come up with you. So I did.
1: Mm.
0: And so I was gowned up. The labor and delivery floor didn't know the ER floor at all. Didn't right. recognize me gowned up anyway because right, I wasn't yeah. like was even wearing glasses then. And and um and at the end of it, I took off my cap and gown and said, "Sorry, can I just sign the phone? Oh, you're Dr. Billen. Yeah, I'm Dr. Billen. Oh, didn't didn't you hear me so say? Yeah, we just realized you knew what you were doing, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, done it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back um, on topic though about sort of gender and sex and LGBT and this and that and the other. No, I don't specifically advertise for that community. I just let people know that I identify under the rainbow flag by having the rainbow flag on my LinkedIn profile. Uh, I suppose it's also there to put off anybody who may be homophobic because um, that's that's something that's Yeah, you don't want somebody idea.
0: walking in and saying Oh no, I can't see you and leave again that's Who yeah. needs that?
1: <laughs> well, well, it's not just that, I, I wouldn't want anybody in there spouting out, out homophobic comments or misogynist ones or racist ones um, So mm-hmm. you, you tend to find a rainbow flag, will put off bigots <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put off Or pickots.
0: maybe, would it make you a target? Uh,
1: I'd like to think get, not
0: Do you like get do lost that. You're, you're a little troll from your first foray into writing articles for newspapers, which is coming along uh, splendidly. You yeah. did get a little bit, but that wasn't, that wasn't, um, that was just that, that, who the heck are you kind of.
1: Yeah, that, that was more a thing against um, therapists than anything else. Mm. Sexuality didn't come into it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but
0: yeah. So if- what what situations though do you think would be better served? you would be a better fit other than client comfort because obviously they have to you have to build rapport they have to know that they can trust you and of course they probably can assume that with you more than they will assume that with me
1: yeah perhaps if it was to do with insecurities in relationship issues um, Mm -hmm. i would have a better understanding of how gay relationships work than Perhaps somebody who isn't gay would.
0: How about the more subtle stuff? Like say somebody's coming to you because uh, their career is going sideways and they think that they need to change the way they relate to their boss. I'm trying to think, of what would somebody come to a hypnotist for? Um, right. But do do you think that if that were a gay client, do you think any of their previous story might be colouring it that I may not see?
1: Um. Well, you personally probably would see it given your experiences and previous career. So let's let's say an other hypnotherapist may not see. yet. Yeah, in terms of they may not be completely au fait with the processes that most people who live under the rainbow flag go through. Again, the realisation, the self-acceptance, the self-loathing uh, at times, not everybody. Um, There's also
0: the wearing down microaggression stuff that happens. I mean I do think that tends to be a little over Every time somebody asks me where I'm from I'm not offended Partly because I'm white And I have an English accent So Mm. clearly they're just asking me where I'm from But a lot of people do feel A question Are you asking me because you're genuinely interested in geography Or are you asking me because you don't think I belong here You know there's that kind of questioning Yeah
1: I don't know So people in America don't think you're American So they ask you where you're from I mean, if you, yeah. walked, if you walked around over here, people will just assume you're American or Canadian. Well, no, they
0: ask, me they think I'm American because I sound yeah.
1: funny to them now.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You sound American <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's only now it I know my... when, when I listen to some of the words you say, and it's like, oh, no, that's definitely British.
0: <laughs> it was one of my mum's biggest fears when I came to live here. <laughs> she, she wouldn't be able to understand her grandchildren. <laughs>
1: Oh dear. now it's um sorry i lost my thread now uh as we always do because we go all over the place um in terms of understanding what people have been through or things that can pop up yeah it's it's that it all depends really on the individual what experience they had in their coming out in their acceptance because there is a thing that's said quite often you continue to come out for the rest of your life um mm-hmm. every you know, time you meet a new person surely Basically, yeah, every time you meet a new person, change job, this, that, the other. Um, Whereas these days, it's like, well, up until very, very recently, these days, it's just no big deal anymore. Um, It's like, for example, when Nick started his new job um, on his first day, he was asked, are you married? He said, yeah, I'm married to a man, he's called Martin. And it was like, okay, no big deal.
0: I think that the, the little story you told me the other day was very sweet.
1: Oh yeah, I know, but that may just give somebody's um, details away. So I'd...
0: okay, we won't do We won't yeah. talk about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There that... are
0: lots. There are lots of little assumptions that we make. <laughs> about yeah, people.
1: Yeah, but basically, somebody thought because it was too many in the house, we must eat terribly because there's no woman to cook for us, and and then sent lunch, which was the loveliest, loveliest thing to do. Right, right. <laughs> it absolutely was the loveliest thing to do. It was like, well, they, they made a completely incorrect assumption for all the right reasons. Reasons exactly yeah, for all the yeah. right reasons. And that's it. And that's the thing these days about getting touchy over things or when you say microaggressions, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just um, not that touchy in my old age. Um, you know very, very few things would bother me, for example, usually when people ask questions, it's from a place of wanting to know more.,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, microaggressions usually are the things that like I'm losing words today It's to say things like you know, Barack Obama is very well spoken, well yeah one would hope he's an attorney He's head on head. Head. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore unfortunately but but um it, th- those kinds of things this sort of it. it's yes it's true but it's it's pointed out because of other traits clearly in his case because he was black
1: yeah so, so expecting to be jive talking
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so but, but sometimes that's just gener- genuinely, people really do miss the fact that that guy could put a sentence together. He never yeah, lost well, his words. Well, he <laughs> did, did speak you, a did, little slowly. but
1: <laughs> Yeah, did you ever see the um, arguments though, about him um, using hypnotic language in the way he, he does his speeches? Um, and so he should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you say hypnotic language in that sense, it was as in getting people's attention, keeping their attention, keeping them focused. Mm-hmm. And of course, he was very, very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just did it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the
0: so the overall feeling is that you or I are equals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some people might prefer to talk to me, some people might prefer to talk to you, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, you're far more learned
1: than I ever will be.
0: <laughs> yeah, unless we've got jewelry questions.
1: Um, But yeah, it's how can I say Yeah, life experiences but then I don't know if a woman came to you because she was lacking confidence and not feeling herself anymore. And feeling anxious after the menopause. Who's she gonna come to you or me? She's gonna instantly relate to you. She'll know that you can relate to that situation. Hmm. um and and therefore you would be the best therapist for her so yeah it, it is people people pick people anyway don't they um but it and it true but once the person self-selected the therapist then the issue hmm. is is
0: does the therapist ever feel that they should not be treating somebody i shouldn't say treating helping helping somebody helping um because they won't be able to understand something. Um, and would would telling somebody, I really, I don't understand. I just can't get my head around what you're saying. Because that sounds like you just prove, even though it isn't. It's just, honestly, I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand why it's an issue.
1: Yeah, well, put it this way. We, we are over here in the memberships that I have. We are not allowed to refuse and we use the word treatment. <laughs> We're not allowed to refuse treatment to somebody um, you know on any kind of discriminatory basis. Um, but again, yeah but that
0: but that's that's discriminating by blocks of clients to say I don't yes. see people who are gay. but mm. if you met if you had a client in front of you and you feel you're not the right fit, I would it's say a report so. to
1: go both ways. Yeah, I would say so, but you know on, but how on would you basis, coach would if be... the
0: if the client how can you suggest that the client seeks somebody else? Can you have another person in your pocket that you could send them to? If I had a gay client mm. who I felt would be better served by you, it would be pretty easy. I would just send you a quick message and ask them if they'd like to meet my friend Martin, who probably understands it really well. <laughs> but not everybody has a Martin. Well, people are watching this have because they know how to contact you. <laughs> <it>. But <laughs> but those are the kinds of questions, I think. I think we, we, we should, as hypnotists, realize that, Although we may be very good generalists, there are some people who are just better in certain areas.
1: Not, not. Okay, yeah. Not I mean, better, just a better well, that fit. happens in the medical profession, doesn't it? You have specialists. Yeah, exactly. People specialize in certain fields. If somebody came to me and their particular issue was something I felt another therapist I knew would have a better understanding of, yeah, I would say that to them. I would I'd like to recommend you to somebody who is more specialist in your requirements mm-hmm. I, I don't say anything wrong with it in fact i see that as good practice mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think so i think yeah no, so. they
0: will tie we, we can we can sum this up if any of you are confused by this conversation you can write to martin and ask for clarification <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're wow. a hormonal female. I think, I, okay. I
1: think what I'd like to round off with today is to to both say we both sort of share that view of inclusion means everyone, and we will both welcome absolutely. anyone and everyone from any culture, any sexuality, any orientation, any whatever. Is that something? any religion? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on the next one, Denise. Okay, dear. See
0: okay. you bye soon. Bye bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional. If you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one.
1: If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credits using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.